Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. The one and only Montaigne who joins us on this week's show. One of my friends brought up that she like never sat on the public toilet because it's like full of other people's like fucking bacteria and dead skin cells and stuff like that. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so confronted by this. The Thinker Girls. Hello. 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 Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for <laughs> joining our show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi, girls. The Thinker Girls. All the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer, welcome to another week. We're glad that you stopped by. Yeah, sorry if you were looking to download the episode this morning. You were being a bit tardy. And when I say this morning, I know everyone listens at different times, but our episodes go up, uh, thethinkergirls.com.au or on our Facebook page on a Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. This particular episode, that you're getting either three weeks later or even on the day of the launch has been late. Yeah, we've been. I will say we've been pretty good up until today. Yeah, like in terms of getting them out and getting them up at a at a particular time, always I, on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, but yeah, but I reckon that there's people that have um have routines. Yeah, I feel and that. And I really, as a person that in particular is struggling with my anxiety, it is like. It just absolutely exploded on me yesterday. So it's sitting dormant at the moment. And as somebody that has that routine is key. Well, I hope this has not added to that for you no, or for anybody for playing else. at home. That's why I apologise. So do you subscribe to podcasts and then you know the day? You go, do you just go to your app, your app and it's there? Nah, not so much. I'm more of a just whenever I can. So Actually, I. with RuPaul, I did a little bit. Mm-hmm. I knew, I, But I've gone off that a, a bit. But I know that there are, a lot of, there are a lot of people that do that for our show. So you're feeling a bit anxiousy. I'm feeling a bit sweaty. Yeah. Because I went and got laser today well, in my armpits. Half your luck then. Um, if that's the if that's comparison. the worst if that's the worst that I'm dealing with today, I know I'm doing pretty well. I know you're not allowed to wear deodorant, so I've got this weird cream on my pits Ooh. and my vagina actually. Oh, yeah. well, not the vagina, just the outside bit. Yeah, just the outside. Are you getting right in the flaps? Like, yeah, they get right in the flaps. I had to. It can't be good. For I had your to shave area. it. I had to shave it like with a razor this morning, and I was afraid I would cut my clit. Yeah, well, that's, quite, I shave all the time, so there's always a risk. I've never shaved before until starting to get laser. It's very dicey, isn't it? You've got to have a very, you've got to have a very strong, um, like new blade. I had a five so pack I would, of Bic. I would, oh no, no, but the Aldi version of Bic, so even cheaper. It's not something to be proud of. That's disgusting. I've got to be honest with you, Matt. Yeah, but I get Mac threes, very expensive. Oh yeah, that's and the boys' one, isn't it? And then I use the different ones every time. I'm going to just trim down there. But if you haven't listened to the show before, this is the kind of bullshit you can expect. Yeah. Um, not just on this podcast, but also on our radio show, which is uh, on the Kiss Network, Adelaide, Brisbane as well. They just call it something different, Mix. Mm-hmm. Um, from seven till nine weeknights, and then we pop up for an hour, a few places on a Sunday. Hey, speaking of the radio show, there was a, a chick that we. Had had on board a couple of weeks back that joined us on the show there was just a freaking gem and we were like we we're gagging to talk to her again we need to push this out um she is a singer and you she's doing very very well yeah. for herself we are yeah. speaking about the one and only montaigne who joins us on this week's show hey girl 
Hello. Hey, Montaigne. We're glad that you're back. It's are nice you, to have uh, a chat with you Are you, you again. shaving with risk anywhere? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty bad in terms of razors because I use the same one for like six months before I change it. Oh, you're like Christy. Uh, Hang on, does yours get rusty? Because I've had, uh, no, honestly, oh, if you leave them in the shower, they do. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. I, I take the risk, but so far I, I haven't, you know, gotten any sort of blood poisoning or anything. So I'm just. Oh, that's good. We're still kicking. Like, I've, I've actually changed over a couple of weeks ago to a new one. So, you know, at, like we're back to zero, you know, the Guys, risk level back to zero. It's, knock it's, yourselves you know, out. Like it's 15 bucks. Come on. I've had a good yeah. one before and then I leave them places. Don't. You know I, what, and you I know feel like I like I like the cheap ones because I use them twice and then throw them out. Yeah, true. But yeah, I, I feel like with the, the girls' ones aren't that great. Like I had a couple. Venus one and I hated it. It had that shea balm bullshit around the outside. And then when I shaved my armpits, I couldn't get in the curve of the armpit because the stupid <laughs> soap was in the way. I was like, I paid $22 for this piece of shit. Well, they won't be, they won't be doing any work with us in the future. <laughs> See you later to that client no, opportunity. Just, just that particular <laughs> shea butter sort itself. I've never seen it on the rack since, so there must have been other people in my position. Oh, the yellow one. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. stupid. Just yeah. stick to what you know, guys, the blue Venus. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to this show before, you might have found us through Montaigne. Welcome. We are two chicks that talk thoughts you're thinking but not saying each and every week on this podcast. Um, we each bring a gem to the table and we'll do a bit of a contents to kick off the show before we get stuck into it. Um, where something just what's what's floating around in your brain head? Mm, uh, Montaigne, <laughs> do you want to give us a headline of what you want to talk about? A headline. Um, uh, what? Oh, I don't know. What's um, what? Uh, what is the norm? Like squatting or sitting, squatting over a public toilet or sitting on it? Excellent. Oh, very good. Right There's up our alley. Future in radio for you. That's a good headline. <laughs> well done. Tick for you. Um, I want to talk about um, when pets become members of your family and then they die mm. and how full on and how devastating that is. And I saw someone post something about their pet passing away on Facebook and it just brought all these memories back of my childhood dog. Rough. And I want to talk about it. I was going to talk about, I always do this, I always change my mind. I was going to talk about how I've been, um, like I kind of took, taken a step back of the dating scene, but doesn't mean that I am not open to dating. That can stay for another week because I've really focused on that stuff. I I think I need to talk about my anxiety just because it's so prevalent, and I and that's what this show is like. You got to be honest with where you're at in your head. Yeah, and today, yeah. like I'm short of breath, and I've got stuff going on, and I feel like it's so many people that have anxiety don't feel like other people talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to push through and share. I'm glad you changed. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. Montana, you want to kick it off about let's yeah, talk about sure. public toilets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. lighten the load, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I, I don't know. I I was never like taught public toilet etiquette except like be neat <laughs> and like you know the normal shit, like the stuff that you do at home. Like just be, don't be a fucking grunt with the toilet. Yeah. Um, but like I was never told about whether I should actually sit on the toilet seat or not in public because I, like I just never really thought about it until I was like 17 or 18 like one of my friends brought up that she like never sat on the public toilet because it's like full of other people's like fucking bacteria and dead skin cells and stuff like that and I was just like <laughs> oh my god I'm so confronted by this and I still like now I, I only recently have I started to like squat 
only now has it really returned to me and, and made an impact. But I'm just like, is that is that really like do most people think that way? That no, it's like I, it's really healthy and you shouldn't sit in it. I or go what's through life. I go through life. Ignorance is bliss a little bit with this stuff. Mm. I kind of yeah. think if we start doing our heads in about every single little part of our day, no one will leave the house. And as I've just confessed, I'm an, I'm an anxious person as it is. I don't need extra bloody things to worry about. So yeah. I think I use myself as a bloody good gauge because I've got a brain and I'm an adult. And if it's looking feral, I might be sitting on top. But if it's looking fairly okay and I give it a wipe, I'm not going to die. So I'm so putting you- those bum cheeks directly onto that. So stage. have you done that since you are a kid? Because, Montaigne, you've obviously said... That you were never taught when you were a kid. Like your mum or dad no never said anything. No one ever told me either way. My, no, my mum did. Because my mum did. She was always a toilet, um, so what do you call it? Toilet paper on the seat put her on her. So like right. as kids, you know, when you would get that really oh, thin paper. Admit, I do do that sometimes. You know that very thin paper that they wrap McDonald's cones yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that paper. Yes. I have got a theory that it's the same fucking paper. Probably is. It yeah. cuts you bad. Yeah, and it's really thin. Oh. And, and if there's piss on the seat, it soaks it up and goes through. So sometimes you need a few layers. But as a kid, <laughs> that's what I did when going to the toilet. Mum, she would always put those little squares right around. Mm. And I would always put them on the back. And she said, don't worry about the back. You're not sitting on the back. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Just a U shape around. But since becoming an adult, I always squat. Because mm. I just feel like that's too time consuming. And most of the time that I get into the toilet, I really need to go. I don't have time. But then who can be bothered? Like, I mean, pissing and that kind of thing, sometimes it's just a time to sit, isn't it? Like in mm. that time, there's another time you've got to stand. Are you a standing s- all day. <laughs> there's a, an opportunity there for you just to take a load off. Are you a ponderer when it comes to weeing, Montaigne? Because Stace will disappear for 15 <laughs> minutes at a time and everyone will go, where's Stace? And I'm like, she's on the toilet, but she's not shitting. She's just taken five. She's scroll on Facebook. She's just having a little break. But I'll tell you this, Montaigne. Jules Sebastian told me to stop doing it because I'm going to get hemorrhoids. She reckons if I sit yeah. there with my bum open mm. for too long, mm. even if I'm not doing anything, that's how people get hemorrhoids, she said. Yeah, no, I. so that's my concern. I'm like, so I have like a slightly pimply butt. So I'm like, is that... <laughs> Is that because I'm sitting on public toilet seats? Is that why it is, you know? I don't have hemorrhoids. Are you a float? Well, neither do I, but maybe they're coming. <laughs> um, well, that's maybe. what Jules Sebastian said. She said Guy Sebastian does the same thing. Oh, that the hemorrhoids. No, it's, well, it's... she didn't say he well, She didn't say he had hemorrhoids. She said that he also, like me, goes to the toilet and just ponders in there. I've got a solution. Do your wee or your poo, wipe pull your pants up, then put the seat down and sit on top of the seat. Yeah, you told me that. but So it's just like you can do the wee and then the rest afterwards. Then you start to question yourself. You go, why am I here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like. Can you pull your pants up and still not get hemorrhoids? Or like, is it the well, gravity of sitting doing? over a yeah, hole? You know what I've been doing? I still stay there for as long, but I clench my bum hole. Oh, well, there's an idea, Montaigne. <laughs> if you want, if you don't want to give up the joy of the rest. <laughs> Clench that bitch. I refuse, <laughs> I refuse to give up the joy. But today I did it again and I was like, oh, it's always in my mind now. So I'm like, just clench it a little what's bit. Your, what's your vibe, Montaigne? Because I feel like people's <laughs> definition of public toilets changes. Like if I'm in a park public toilet or a or a beach public toilet, I'm not like I'm park not sitting is worse ever. than beach, I reckon. Yeah. But what about work toilets or like school toilets or uni toilets or yeah, gig at? toilets? Like what's a public toilet? toilet for you well for me it's just like any toilet that like 
a, a large population of strangers has sat on <laughs> like and used. Like, you don't know, like, probably, say, at a university, maybe, like, if we're being very generous, like, 90 of 100 university students have good toilet etiquette and, like, you know, have good levels of hygiene and shit like that. And then maybe 10, like, there's still going to be 10 that are fucking grotty ass, mm, mm. you know, and who've actually accidentally, like, I don't even, sometimes I look in the public toilets and there are calamities there that I just wonder about. I'm like, <laughs> how, did, how did this happen? I know why. Ends of adults. I know why. It's the squatting. When you are squatting, when you're drunk or uh, I've done a squat poo before, with, that was next oh. level. But that need you need precision when it comes to your the the muscles that you utilize when you do a squat. You need yeah. to hold very still, oh. and I think it's people that they're squat squat weighing and their and their muscles in their legs aren't strong enough, so they're moving around and it gets sprayed. That's my but theory. Why don't they clean it up afterwards? I don't understand. Yeah, once I've ha- I've accidentally put poo on the floor once. Yeah, see, we've all been there. Yeah, don't but I've, of don't course I've me. cleaned it. At a public uh, po- at a public toilet, uh, like not my home one, and yeah. it's like more mortifying. But it was just a matter of that it hadn't dropped off, so I like got up too early because, of course, I'm its, rushing. Yeah, very opposite to my my current toilet behaviour. I hate it when it snaps off and then it's, it's so unsatisfying because you still got a bit to go. And then I like <laughs> I had I to that. wipe, and then it was like, oh shit! Yeah, literally. I, yeah, so just a little quick little scoop off just the a little nugget down there. <laughs> Thank God it was a solid. <laughs> Could you imagine the outcome if it wasn't? Do you know why I'm laughing so much, Montaigne? Because Stace hates talking about toilet yeah, stuff well, and she's like just right. gone in today. Yeah, I've just, she's I've gone got no in. no energy to fight it. It's really great. <laughs> you, have to, you, know, you just have to give it. So the yeah. squat, so so squatting, whether it's ones or twos, is rife with danger. Oh, I think that's what we've established. I've, I've Oh, Have you forgotten, Philip? I've said him as chimes today. Have you? Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, we didn't fill you in, Montaigne, or anyone that's new listening. We have who's new? Are oh, you I don't new? know. Let us know if you're new. Let us know if this is the first episode you've heard. We'll have a prize for you. Mm. Maybe not. No. Um, Philip is a duck that goes off. Oh, here he is to tell us to change topics. He's actually just an alarm, but he took on a bit of a character. Follow the Thinker Girls on Insta for all the thoughts you're thinking but not saying, just with a Valencia filter. Wait a second. I really like X-Pro 2 lately. I am all about gingham now. Big gingham fan myself. Gingham. The Thinker Girls on Instagram. Let's change pace. I'm going to go. Go. I want to talk about when you lose a pet. And I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out to say when you lose a pet because sometimes pets are so much more than pets. Like you can be way closer to a pet and they can mean so much more and understand you so much more than other humans around you, even close humans do. And the reason I thought of this today is because one of my favourite ever teachers from high school, my drama teacher, Miss McGowan, posted, we're friends on Facebook. She posted. I wish I was friends with my favourite teacher on Facebook. Oh, she's just, she's so amazing. I so stepped the boundary, I reckon, as a student. Yeah. Like I was, at, remember I told you I went to that teacher's house once. That's right. Oh, so not. Have okay. you ever searched them on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, I can't find her. She must have got married. Are you friends with any of your teachers on Facebook, Montaigne? Mm, yes, I am. Just one. Yeah, there's a. There, we've spoken about this on the show before. Like those special teachers that yeah. are more than teachers. And anyway, she sometimes likes what we do or mm. go girls or like you go girl, like on our, even on the Thinker Girls page. Anyway, she put up this this beautiful photo of this black lab 
um, which is obviously a member of her family that's passed away. And she's just said, today we'll force to say goodbye, good night, and thank you to our faithful companion of 11 years, Sparky. And she went on to say all this beautiful stuff. And it made me think about my childhood dog, Shadow, who was a golden retriever that I, I got when I think I was about five, I was five years old. No less, four years old. So essentially I grew up with him and he stuck around for 16 years and he mm. would have hung on for way more, but his body couldn't take it. But his, his mind and his spirit, he's like, I'm not what going dog was anywhere. He, he's a golden retriever. Oh, a golden retriever. Yeah. So he was gold. Yeah, he was beautiful. Because now you've got Bear. So I can't imagine you with a gold dog. So now we've got Bear that is a German shepherd and he's beautiful, but he can't replace that nah. that connection that you have just like a, I don't know, like a first, a first boyfriend or that fir- that first thing you always remember. And and growing up with Shadow, like from the time I was four or whatever to the time I was nineteen, he was still a huge, huge part of the family. And when he when he died, and in the end, he, we put him down. We went we went as a family. My dad, my brother, my sister, and me. Mum didn't want to come, mm-hmm. but we all were. Mm-hmm bawling our eyes out one of the few times I've ever seen my dad cry, his dad's funeral in there pretty much. And my dad, we were all like, (laughs) like hysterically crying, like holding each other, holding hands. And we all had our hands on shadow. And as he got the injection, he went away so slowly and so peacefully. And I think about that. I'm like, how horrific for like us three kids. Like my, my brother was like eight at the time and he was just mortified and so distraught. But but then at the same time, I'm like, that was that was kind of, it was a nice way that we were all around when we said goodbye. And sometimes you feel like a bit of a dickhead because you're like, oh, whatever, it was, it was just a dog. It's just a pet. But I think- No, it's totally like that. So my my first dog, we had um, we had this chihuahua. Her name was Chewy, named after Chewbacca from Star Wars. And my parents had her, I think, a couple of years before I was born. And she died... It was really tragic, actually. She was also very old when um, when she died. She was already like quite frail and like walked really slowly and she kind of, like like an old woman. Mm. And um, and oh, it's it's actually it's the worst. It's a really bad story. But um, what happened? She, she so she used to sleep in like our garage and like a little bed there. Mm. And um, one day, like, usually she just, like, sits on that little cushion. She doesn't move. And then one day, uh, well, well, my mom and I had to go somewhere, got in the car, were reversing out of the garage in the car, and then suddenly we just, like, heard this noise. Like, kind of like like we'd sort of run something over. And and then my mom was like, what was that? And I was like, I don't know. And she got out of the car. And she just like and it was screamed, chewy. and it was chewy, and we like she'd I don't know she'd like walked out of her bed or something like for some reason walked out behind the car while we were reversing and like just like crushed her. Oh, I didn't see her. No. I was kind of just like petrified in the car, but my dad came and like scooped her up. My dad was like a hero. No, as well. Like my dad was freaking out. It was just the worst. He had to scoop her up and like they had to drive her to the vet and stuff like that. It was just like the worst experience. So we didn't get like we didn't get to have. It was my mom was really like a bit scarred by it because she was like, I killed our dog. Like uh like that dog's been there almost since the beginning of my parents' like relationship slash marriage, and um. It was really bad, but like, like that dog, that was the dog that we grew up with and we played with all the time and we hugged and like we knew as our, like as kids. 
And as a kid, like, you grow deep attachments to animals. Like, they're very important to it's you. It's so and, full like, on. They're... It's just, yeah. like, and I think it's also the first experiences kids a lot of, uh, get with death. And I think, mm. I think it's so important because you have those moments. Yeah. Mm. But for me, my story is so different. You know, I had a dog of my own as an adult mm. with a partner. And, um, and he, I'd all. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Always, always wanted a Cavalier King Charles like Charlotte from Sex and the City. It's all I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And so we were going through a bit of a rough time and he... Um, he bought her for me when he was. We were living in different houses, but he was like, "This is our your this boyfriend is our future. at the time." Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, "This is this is our little." You know, I know that this, we're kind of going through different things, but I'm buying this as kind of a peace thing to say we're together, mm-hmm. and I want to be with you, and and this is our little our little. So kind it symbolised a lot too, like a child yeah. essentially. Even though at the time I was like, "Are you fucking joking me? This is the worst time ever. You've just moved out." Like, you know, I don't know if this is the way to go about this. And so for a couple of weeks, I was not looking at her. I couldn't look at her because she was this tiny little thing that needed parenting. Like, mm. and I was what, 20, probably 22 or no, maybe 23 or 24. And anyway, I grew to not just love her, but she was like the closest thing I think I of could experience to a child. Mm. And there's something even different to that, I think, because you know that if you're going out or you're going away or you're doing anything, that that dog doesn't get fed unless you mm-hmm. feed it. It's not. It's a different kind of th- mindset to when they're at home. Your mm-hmm. parents always doing it. You love them and you get all the good. But what I got with with Charlotte, I end up calling her Charlotte, mm, um, was the bad as well because you get the reality of that such a big responsibility. And then I ended up moving to Cairns for a radio gig and it was a Saturday night and I was sick during the week and she was kind of etching to get out and I took her across the street to just have a bit of a run. It was like, a, I don't know, like 10 o'clock or 9.30 on a Saturday night, 10 o'clock um, and she, I called her name as we were at the park and for some reason, I reckon because she got so excited because she was cooped up for a couple of days, mm-hmm. she bolted across the road and never usually like she was trained to sit at the curb sit again blah 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 and at that very time on this quiet dead night in Cairns one car just happened to drive straight around at that it was pitch black it was dead quiet and she just ran looking for me because I went Charlotte and she ran across the road looking for me didn't see me because it was quite dark and the car got her the car drove off and I sat on the kitchen with her in my arms, barely knowing anyone in Cairns for three hours thinking that I was here feeling her tremor. 
like, because I rang the vet and I was like, we need to come oh, in. Oh, wondering whether she was still there. Because I didn't know there. what to do because I was like, I was like, is it like you take them to an emergency hospital? But they don't have that. Like, it's kind of like. Some vets they do, that, but they, uh, it's not every vet that they does do, that. But he, yeah, they yeah. kind of, they ring you and they say, well, you can come in, but there's nothing much. We-. It's like they just. Feel a bit helpless. Well, yeah. they just say they're dead. It's very mm. different to mm. the human thing. So you see on the movies and you think there's going to be all this support. It's actually not. Mm. For dogs, it's kind of like. They're either dead or they're not. It was really weird. Mm. He wasn't even really, he was more like, it's going to cost you a lot of money if you come in and she's probably already dead. And I was like, no, she's not yet. But she was. Mm. She was had gone. It's so full Ooh. on that. And I suppose that. And the grief you go through then, just as you were saying before, you feel like you don't get to justify it because they're dogs. Yeah. Like I've, I had a mate that only recently lost a dog and she lied to her work because she said, I just can not go in. It's same similar thing to me, like childhood dog, like grew, you know, grew up with this dog, you know, and they, they treated it like it was a human, probably even more so than, mm. than her mm. as, as like a, a son. And she ended up lying to her work saying that she was unwell because she didn't want to say the actual reason and that is that she'd lost the dog. Yeah, it's so it's that shit. There's this like kind of shame around it, but it's full on. Like I think, I think of shadow and that, that ex- that experience and those things that you experience through life that you share with them to the point where it's not even just you as an owner or you as the family, even our extended family, like my grandma, mm. because he grew old and then he was, mm. as you said, Montaigne, when you spoke about Chewy being an old woman and she's kind of getting around mm. and gone a bit grey around the face. Shad, they changed. Shad's was it? like yeah. that. And my grandma had this beautiful connection with him towards the end of his life where she was like, come on, old man, you know, you're just like me. Yeah, Because yeah, she, yeah. Was get, she was getting old and when we would go out as a family or whatever, she would kind of dog sit him yeah, because yeah, he was yeah. then too old. And It's funny how it's yes, extended. Yeah. I was a bit the same every Everybody was pretty gutted because it was like your other little mate, like that you become, they were a part of you. Yeah. It's strange. How how old were you at the time, Montaigne? You were you were still a kid? I didn't, there's a duck. There yeah. he is. I, I, was, I was still a kid. I think I was maybe 13 or 14. Would you, like that. would you get a, would you get a dog as an adult? We actually, so the only way we coped with the loss of that dog was by getting a dog three days later, like a new dog. So we still have that dog now. He's a few years old now. I don't live with my parents anymore, but like I do visit them and visit him. So it's really nice. What's that dog called? His name's Tank. <laughs> he's a pug Jack Russell, so he's a bit oh, chubby. Christ. Oh, that's so cute. He's got the pug it's in very him. cute. Pugs are yeah. from another planet, I think. <laughs> I love pugs. They're like little aliens, though. I think they're, they're reporting back to here. another race. So do I. Yeah. They're not normal. Yeah. Normal it's like, they're um, ca- it's like they're, their eyes are cameras I'm and they're capturing things. I'm a dog mother to a pug. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm a dog child. Yeah, Great. its name is Zeppelin after Led Zeppelin, and oh, it is—it's a strange little there's, unit. There's that nothing dog. about Led Zeppelin about that guy. Like, there's nothing poetic. There's nothing like that dog's just psycho. Do you ever compare dogs to people? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you think, oh, that'd be the young, cool dog, or they're the old dog, or they're the dork. What's Zeppelin? Zeppelin is, oh, I can't say. It's awful. No, not in a nasty way, but he's a bit bonkers. Yeah, it might like he, you can't. You don't know if you're Arthur or Martha. Mm. One day he could be bringing you muffins. The next day he could be killing you. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know where you stand. Do you with think that Zeppelin dog. could be a murderer? Nah, Zeppelin couldn't be. A no, murderer. I didn't think so. I've got to be honest. He's too dumb. 
Mm-hmm. Like he's not smart enough to be a murderer. <laughs> he's not all there. No. <laughs> um, oh, poor Zeppelin. I absolutely adore him in my own way. We have boundaries. <laughs> he's very funny. He really listens to me. He doesn't listen to anyone else in that house. Really? Yeah. He was in the house, if you've listened to the podcast, when I lived in the garage, he was the dog at the garage house. <laughs> so I had to kind of respect him to some degree because I was living in his domain. Yeah, you were. He wasn't allowed in the garage though. Whereas oh, once you got there. Second I moved out, he was allowed back in. You've got to put – that's the other thing. You can't be their friends sometimes. You've got to put boundaries in yeah, place. Charlotte knew who the boss was, yeah. let me tell you. That's why when I bloody co- – oh, I can't even think no, about that. No, don't talk about no, it. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's just the Thinker Girls laughing at their latest video. Catch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash thethinkergirls. So I wanted to talk about um, just checking in because I feel like a couple of months ago on the show, on our radio show, I spoke about my anxiety and it just went bonkers and people still watch that video now. And I was like, it's interesting because it, whilst that's a really great thing, I think it's like such an ongoing thing that I feel like whenever I feel up to talking about it, I should share it, yeah, yeah because I think it's one of those things that obviously people might not be honest about and if you do it's really sometimes these things are I wanted to raise awareness and I wanted to tell everybody that I too like that you're you doing it for a greater good almost that anxiety thing. but no yeah. no I'll tell you the details I want to go through what an anxiety attack looks like for me so, so when did you have an anxiety attack last night So yesterday at work, I was really agitated because there's a lot of change going on and I've never been very good with change. And especially because at work, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I put into all of the things that we did before we got here. So Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit like I'm a bit of control freak with some stuff and I'm working really hard on that. But there is good reason because for a while I was clinging on and it's Mm -hmm. all I had, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. you would be able to probably relate, Montaigne, when you're kind of building and building and building Mm -hmm. and then then all of a sudden, bang, something happens and there's all these people that can help you Mm -hmm. and it's your dream. But before it was just, you know, Mm. it wasn't as many people. Mm. Um, And so that's all been a big change for me. And so I'm getting better at that. But once I kind of got used to that, then everything has changed again. Mm -hmm. And so for me, especially with my anxiety in those moments, it's a bit of a, it just starts as a bit of a rocky water. So you start to kind of go, all right, I'm mindful in this space. You know, my anxiety will kind of sit dormant somewhere and it'll be a little bit like, okay, oh, look, it's a bit, it's if you're on a boat, it's a bit rocky out here. But then you don't really know where it's going to go from there. Like I get a tight chest and then sometimes it can just flare up out of nowhere. You don't even know. And yesterday I probably should have seen the signs. I was feeling a bit agitated and very emotional. Like it was really quick for tears to come to Mm -hmm. my eyes. And I, you know, and we were speaking about it and I was like, oh God, I'm just, you know, all over the shop. And kind of also, I think if you're an anxiety sufferer as well, try not to do this because I do it. You kind of berate yourself a bit Mm. because straight away I go, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so agitated. What a nightmare I must be. But I don't think You said that out loud a few times. Oh, yeah. my period must be coming. Oh, I feel weird today. Or there are a few kind of throwaway things like that yesterday. When I should have just been nice to myself because inside I was struggling, mm. you know. And so, and it doesn't always have to make sense either because anxiety will have triggers, but in the end it'll flare up when it flares up. Mm. Like it's not like totally. it makes sense. Sometimes it'll be, you know, oh, I cut my finger. I can't cope with that today. The other stuff will be really big. So it's not ever going to be a simple solution. Mm-hmm. That's what being an anxiety sufferer is. You don't really know when it's going to come to strike. Mm. And totally. so then I leave work. We have a bit of a chat. We chatted as a bit of a team and I went home and, I was like, oh, you know what I did? I went and got a Happy Meal 
Did you? So this on is the where, way home. Yeah, which is kind of unlike me as well. Like, I like McDonald's or whatever, but I, I don't know. I just kind of felt like I needed to I think that's fill a, something. I think that's a good, I think that's a good yeah, thing that like, you did that last night. Yeah, so I was like, I really feel like that. I'm just going to do treat. that. Yeah, yeah, so I went and did that. I didn't even really watch telly or do anything. I was a bit exhausted. So I was mm. in bed earlier because by this point I must have just been running on empty. And then in the middle of the night, about 4.30, I shot up and I was like not sitting upright, but my eyes just shot wide awake and I couldn't really sleep as it was. And I was feeling quite hot and flustered. And my eyes woke up to this kind of memory of us doing something at the show, like planning. And basically it was just me freaking out about just change and just that's mm. and that's a personal thing for me it's not so much about all the things that went on at work it's just ch- you know change and and control and and just relax like allowing myself to go it's okay like everything's okay so what's you know, it's your just self-soothing so what's your um what are your symptoms like if you're if you're having a panic attack obviously they they may be different and look different and feel different each time and different for everybody mm. that suffers anxiety. But for you, is there a particular... Well, that, was, it, that was new for me. I don't uh, usually get woken up in the night. I don't know. Maybe I have in the past, but I haven't realised it was that was what was happening because mm-hmm. we don't often label things, mm-hmm. you know. So often it's like, oh, I had an awful night's sleep. But you probably were anxious a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. If your mind's racing and you can't sleep and you're short of breath, well, that's anxiety, yeah. you know. But often we don't put it as that so I kind of I ended up just getting up like I went to the toilet and then I was just wide awake it just woke me straight up and I just Mm. had the tightest chest like I couldn't breathe and I'm still struggling with it today and um and so then I was on my phone had a bit of a chat to my girlfriend overseas because she was wide awake it was daytime for her she kind of told me a few jokes calmed me down and just was like you're just a bit anxious and I just labeled it did a bit of a stretch on my back because I was in so much pain on all across my back. So I did Cobra, if anyone does yoga, where you kind of sit up a little bit and stretch your back out. And then I changed positions in my sleep probably every few minutes because my back and chest was so tight that it was helping it alleviate it. And then I turned my alarm off because I was getting up to work out in the morning, turned that off and then finally got to sleep and probably got about five hours after that. So do you think that the naming it and being like, okay, I'm anxious, I'm having a little bit of a panic attack, naming it and labelling it is maybe the first step to actually kind of calming yourself or getting back from there or not? it doesn't help me. I think it helps me cope with it in life. Does that make sense? So it helps me come into work and say that that happened. It helps me get my head around being nicer to myself in the future if it's I can see it leading into it. It just, it kind of helps you cope with it on a bigger spectrum, but in the moment it doesn't mm. help. Yeah. It's mm. an, an interesting one. I don't know about you, Montana. Are you a person? Are you, do you have anything that's similar or are you kind of pretty lucky like that? I'm not personally anxious, but my mom has severe anxiety, which has mm. um, sort of flared up over the past couple of years. And she actually just got her ovaries <laughs> surgically removed. So like that as well really peaked the anxiety attacks and stuff like that. And what she does is, because she suffers it severely, like she gets the shortness of breath and like she just fears, she just panics. She just freaks out. And And I think it's really important to know for anyone listening as well, because those, that kind of language, and that's the language we do. Like, oh my God, you have a freak out and she freaks out and whatever. You can't help it. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. Like it isn't something that you're going, oh, I'm stressing. I'm stressed. Like it's a physical reaction, you know? It totally is. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like it's just a, it's a chemical thing you mm. can't stop it Mm-mm-mm. but what she what she attempts to do is she just takes deep breaths like my dad's always there to help her and make sure of like course. he walks her through it tells her like just breathe in for seven seconds breathe out for four seconds breathe like she she's got prescribed breathing exercises that she does and she also now tries to do meditation yoga mm-hmm. and yeah. that's she says helps her sort of center yeah, herself and clear her mind and be centered and stuff like that. But like even with all that stuff, like it still happens. It's hard. And it's, mm. just, it's also about just having like a good support network and a good outlet because she like she having us like she'll tell us about it and we'll listen to her and she likes hugs like she'll hug us a lot and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's and, funny because uh-huh. yesterday I nuzzled into Christy a few times. <laughs> like, it's funny how you get a bit like that. You need that, I don't know, it's like almost yeah. that care yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit. Well, supposedly, apparently, hugs or the human touch produces oxytocin, which yeah. is the, the hormone responsible so And nice. orgasms too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's the love hormone. So yeah. that's why they recommend hugs and, and you know, Sex. human affection, stuff like that, because it makes you feel nice. But sex in that, it is, I think it's the sex of the care. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. intimacy. Because uh, I was going to say, I can definitely give you the hugs. Yeah. Whenever and, you but want. But even like, you know, yeah, you could go and masturbate and all, but it's, you really are <laughs> craving that kind of affection. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. One of my, one of my really close mates suffers from anxiety, but she has had panic attacks most recently about having a panic attack. So well, that's, that's what's triggered yeah. it. See, that's what that's why I used to faint. Mm. Remember, I told you when I was yeah. a teenager, I fainted. Mm. I hap- I fainted once at work at Safeway, and then I would freak out at it happening again. So that's yes. So then that's it's where well, you preempt it. Where she's like, oh. oh, I've got I've got a social thing, or I've got a work meeting, or I've got a work do, and you f- and yeah. she's freaking out about that. But hers, I I, I don't know. I've had a few people around me have anxiety, but ne- but. I've never heard of anybody's panic attack being that in, intense where she is so short of breath, goes numb down one side and she is, she's called in panic before, um, you know, her mum or family members or whatever thinking that she has to be rushed to the hospital. This is the thing though. I reckon I could be at that level if I didn't meditate, if I yeah. didn't have yoga, if you yeah. didn't look after yourself. And it scares me because I don't, you know, everybody's a bit proud and you think, oh, I don't want to be one of those ones that, but it's the reality like I reckon I don't I've never had medication for it that's not saying that you shouldn't mm. but I've found ways to be able to help me and I but suppose that's different take it seriously. it's different for well, everybody I worry yeah. about that friend I worry about people that think it's just going to shake itself off because it does well I think she did a similar thing where she looked around and goes well there's nothing big going on in my life but I think as yeah. Montaigne said, it's chemical. Like yeah. it's, you know, it doesn't have Maybe to. Maybe not be that, Oh my god, I got a paper over. cut, and then you could no. lose it. No. Um, but we have gone on Philip and off a little bit ago, and Montaigne, it's just always so lovely to chew the fat with you. Oh, thank you for having me again. We really, yeah, we really, really appreciate do. it. Um, if you do want, to, where do you like to play most? Are you a Twitter person, an Instagram person? I'm, I'm pretty. I'm mostly an Instagram, but I'm quite balanced between like all the things, Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. But I think, yeah, Twitter and Instagram probably the main ones for like actually messaging, not just like social promotion stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. And you've got a tour coming up, right? We've got some of the details here, or we can ch- maybe chuck a link up on some of our socials so that if people, as we know, love and are obsessed with you already, they can get more details. But a couple of your shows, the first shows in Sydney and Melbourne, have sold out. 
Yeah, so there are two shows. There, like, there are two at um, Oxford Art, one sold out, and those are October, October 5th and 8th. I think the 8th is the sold out one. And, uh, 8th is sold out, yeah. Yeah, and then Melbourne, do uh, we're doing two shows there as well, the Corner Hotel and... I think that's the 15th, the 13th and 13th and 15th. of October. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Geelong too. Christ. Geelong, yeah. <laughs> Geelong goes off. There's a, a good nightlife in Geelong. Oh, that's good. I haven't actually been before, so I'm quite excited. Um, you can find Montaigne at Montaigne Music on Facebook, Actual Montaigne on Twitter, oh. and Actual Montaigne on Instagram. And if you want to download any of our other episodes with amazing women, all these kinds of D&M type of chats, there's some fun on there too. Um, make sure you head to thethinkergirls.com.au or hang out with us during the week um, at Facebook, The Thinker Girls. Thanks, Chicky. Speak to you soon. Awesome. Have a good day. Bye. Bye, Thanks, Montaigne. Bye, girl. Bye. 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 Hey, you. Not that we're particularly pushy, but you should absolutely listen next week. You will love our guests. Yeah. Wink, wink. They can't see you wink, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I said it. Okay. I don't get it. Well, I'm saying wink, wink, because how else am I going to get across that I'm wink, winking? Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> All right, just listen in to next week, please. <laughs> Were you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty-chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. You can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.